Golden Knights having great success so far this year. Um, does that put any pressure on you guys to succeed? In this Who are the Golden Knights? No, only pressure is, is that the sniping of people saying you got to do as good as them. It's just good. Uh, Vegas is treating us well, and I think the record doesn't show how hard that we work, and it's tough in that way, but it's good for us in the inner circle to understand what we have going on in Vegas, and if we just continue to trust and believe in each other, the sky's the limit for this team, and I'm just, I'm blessed to be a part of it. Uh, you know, our expectations maybe at the start of the season were a little unrealistic. Man, we're not even worried about the playoffs right now, but we do. What we do is we take it week by week. We just gotta, we gotta worry about next week. You start looking ahead and you start looking over people, you might not even make it, so. That being said, to me, Urban Meyer is one of the lowest pieces of garbage there is on this earth. You are tuned in to Straight Bet Sports, live on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. Wednesday night, we are back at it live in studio. You are tuning in to Straight Bet Sports, coming to you live on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network from downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. I am Jose V, E&B, Quan 59 back in the studio tonight. Thank you to each and every one of you for chiming in, joining in with us tonight, and still rocking with us. Man, I know we were both home last couple weeks. It was crazy. We did miss a show, which we're still going to make up. So, you know, don't worry. I know a lot of people have been hitting me up like, hey, what's going on, man? What happened? I hope you guys are okay. Family's good. Ian's good. You know, we both caught COVID. Our families pretty much got it. My five-year-old son got it first. Then my wife and I got it. Ian ended up getting it right after. Just crazy times, man. Take care of yourself. Stay healthy, guys. Wash your hands. Do what you got to do. This stuff is real. You know, it is what it is. It's the world that we live in. But Ian, good to see you back in the studio, my man. How are you doing tonight? You ready to finally get this going and, and not just do the whole streaming from the house? We're back, baby. <laughs> right? That's all yeah, you get yeah, to yeah, at it that It feels point. good. It feels good to be back in the studio. Uh, we have lots to talk about tonight, so we need to get into it. Uh, we have a guest in studio tonight, Chris Wynn. Uh, he's here to uh, talk about the NFL and a bunch of stuff that we have going on. Yeah, but before we get into our guest of the evening that is joining us here live in studio, make sure that you guys drop a like, drop a comment, share the feed tonight, and let everyone know what it is that you're watching. We are live on all Gorilla Cross radio platforms. That's YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, GorillaCross.com, and the app. Just search Gorilla Cross, and you will find us. We are live right now. If you also want to give us a call, 702-608-3259 is the number. If not, chime in on all things social media. We'll get to as many questions and comments, concerns, emotional outbursts as we can. But before we get into our guests, let everybody know out there who is bringing us to you guys every single Wednesday night here and has for a little bit over a year. He is none other than Joshua LaFon. We are brought to you by Joshua LaFon with Simply Vegas Real Estate, a realtor here to help educate current and future Las Vegas locals on selling and investing in real estate. You're probably asking yourself, educate. Yes, there's a surprising amount of adults that when it comes to real estate, don't know the right questions to ask, don't know where to start and think they need a lot of cash to buy a house in Nevada, which simply isn't true. So Josh has decided to make it his responsibility to teach his clients what they need to know, and equally important, what they need to ask to help ensure making their home ownership dreams a true reality. So make sure you call or text Joshua LaFon today at 702-813-0533. This has been another paid advertisement from Joshua LaFon with Simply Vegas Real Estate. Make sure you give him a call, 702-813-0533. That's right, Josh LaFon with Simply Vegas Real Estate. Make sure you hit him up. He's got a lot of projects, a lot of houses out there right now. If you're looking to get a home or just refinance or do anything else with the current home you have, trust me, hit up Josh. He can definitely help you out. Appreciate his support throughout the years here at Gorilla Cross Radio, Straight Bet Sports. Again, guys, let's go ahead and jump right into it. Let's bring in our guests, our good buddy, just a, he's part of the show. Let's just say it. You know what I mean? Because he's here all the time with us. He is none other than Chris Wynn. What's up, my guy? How you doing tonight? Rocking the, the Vegas Golden Knight shirt I see there. It's going good, guys. Good to have you guys both back healthy and uh, see the whole crew. Uh, our guy, Quan, over there, he's got a smile on his face, and rightfully so. How about those games this weekend in the NFL? Oh, yeah. Four games, three of them won by dogs on last-second field goals. And then, oh, by the way, the last <laughs> game of the night, the last game of the weekend, turned <laughs> Turns out to be, and I'm not overstating this, one of the best NFL games yeah. in history. Easily. Ever. Okay. Easily. And the favorite one in that game, but still uh, pretty <laughs> remarkable. So uh, you guys are back healthy, and that's great because we certainly got a lot of stuff to talk about. No question. Now, Chris already mentioned a few of the things that we're going to basically get into tonight, but that's okay. We, we got a lot of things to talk about. We got MLB Hall of Fame. Some uh, people got snubbed. Some people aren't too happy. I've changed my stance, so I, that's, why I, that's actually why I want to talk yeah. about that because I was very negative 
towards some of the people that didn't get in in the past as we're now. I've, I've changed a lot because I've, I've done more research. You know what I mean? And I've taken my bias the way of things because I realize that I'm very biased towards a lot of things just because I may not like a player or an organization yeah. or whatever it may be. And I realize you can't be that way. If there's stats there and there's things that are factual, you have to go with it and give credit where credit is due. So we're going to talk about the MLB Hall of Fame mm -hmm. and some of the snubs there, guys, as well. Chris mentioned it. The AFC NFC Championship games are this weekend. Quan's 49ers are still in it. So we're definitely going to talk about that. It's going to be a big game there. Can the Niners make it seven in a row against the Rams? That'll be no. interesting. <laughs> keep, keep, keep your no, comments no. to yourself for now. Sean Payton <laughs> no has told the Saints. there, everybody. Sean Payton has told the Saints, I'm out. I don't want to do this anymore, at least not for now. Will we see him back on the sidelines coaching someone soon? Will we see him in the booth? We'll talk about that as well. UFC went down this past weekend. UFC 270, the champ won and defended his belt in a way that none of us thought we would ever see from him because we're not used to seeing that. And another champ lost his belt, but yet that's not what we're really going to talk about because the majority of the conversation is going to be about what these guys are and aren't getting paid and how they should. And then, of course, Ian's favorite topic of conversation for the last 48 hours on Twitter has been the NFL overtime rules, which we're going to talk about that as well, guys. But let's start off with the first topic here. And if you don't mind, Quan, if you do have the video that I sent you of David Ortiz, we could please play that real quick. This is David Ortiz. Hello, David. This is uh, Jack O'Connell with the Baseball Writers Association of America. I'm calling you from Cooperstown, New York, to let you know that the Baseball Writers have elected you to the National Baseball Hall. Yes! Big credit there to the Boston Red Sox TikTok account. Don't want to get in trouble and take credit away from anyone there. But that was Big Poppy, David Ortiz, getting the phone call from Cooperstown, letting them know that he has been and basically chosen by the writers to get into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Now, I'm going to give you guys my thoughts on the situation real quick, and then we'll bounce it around. And I'll let you guys chime in and let me know what you think. Now, obviously, I'm, I'm a Yankee fan. You guys know that, so I'm not a Red Sox fan. I could care less for David Ortiz. But if we're going to be real about this situation, I've been biased with this guy forever because of the whole steroid era, right? This guy was one that said, if anyone tests positive for steroids, they should be banned for a year. And then a report comes out that he had tested positive back in, I believe it was 2003 or something like that, right? Even though it was an open positive test, it wasn't anything that was, you know, being thrown around and for him to get in trouble or anything like that. I get that. But there's been issues where the biggest topic of conversation is, well, a guy did steroids, he shouldn't be in. A, a guy shouldn't be in because of this, this and that. I used to talk so much crap about Barry Bonds for years, but then I started looking at the numbers. The last couple months, as crazy as it sounds, not the last couple years, the last couple months, I've been looking at all that and looking at what he did prior to the whole steroids, right? Let's call it that because that's what everybody says, how he got bigger and, and did different things, right? The guy was a monster before anything that you want to think about that linked him to steroids, right? Yeah. I know Lance Armstrong never tested positive because he found a loophole and found a way to get away with it with the Tour de France's. Maybe Barry Bonds did the same, but the fact that he never actually physically tested positive and that it was ever thrown out there that the guy did test positive for something, but there was just whistleblowers and people that mentioned them in reports and said, well, I did this and I did that. Yeah. Barry Bonds got did wrong yesterday, if we're being honest. He got did wrong 100%. And the problem with the Baseball Writers Association now what it's becoming and I'm pretty sure Chris or even you might agree with me on this is that it's becoming a popularity contest it's it's who's more likable to get in right who treats the writers nicer who who's a better interview overall right now if, if you follow Big Poppy, Big Poppy's a great personality on and off yes. the field you always wanted to talk to him what he did numbers wise he's probably one of the if not the greatest DHs of all time because of what he did we know he wasn't a positional player yeah. Even though he played first base from time to time, but he, he was a hitter. 
That's where he made his money. That's where he made his career. And we know what he did there. So he deserves to be in Cooperstown, whether that positive test came out or not, right? All you're telling me now is this guy's good enough because he took steroids and we like him, but this guy's an a-hole and we don't like him. So we're not going to put him in the writer's hall. You know, we're not going to put him in the Hall of Fame. Now, granted, yeah. Kurt Schilling, Roger Clemens, and Barry Bonds technically from what I was reading, can still get in. There's like a, a way of them still well, the getting voted committee. in. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. In the yeah. Veterans Committee, right? So we'll see how that ends up happening and how they end up getting voted in, if possible. But I think it's wrong and I think it's dirty. There's so much that is wrong with the Baseball Hall of Fame. When you have a guy like Pete Rose that as a player, as a player, did nothing wrong and is the greatest hitter by hit statistics of all time, but yet he's not in the Hall of Fame. That right there just shows you how screwed up, in my opinion, it is. Again, I was very negative and very harsh against Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, all these guys, because they were very dislikable. I didn't like yeah. them whatsoever. But now, with the way this happened, Big Poppy deserves to be in. First ballot, I think it's a bit of a stretch. I think they kind of overdid it here. But if you're going to put him in and not put everyone else in, this is BS. Well, yes and no. Because Barry Bonds, while he had a stellar career before all the steroid allegations and they testified in front of Congress saying that he did take steroids even though he never had a positive test, he also had a ridiculous, I think it was like 39% either a walk, like a intentional walk or a yeah. home run, which you have to attribute that a little bit to the steroids, right? Because... People were so afraid that he was going to hit a home run, and it does make you hit it harder. Now, you still have to have the hand-eye hand coordination. coordination. Mm -hmm. Our brains can't actually recognize a ball coming that fast, so it's completely muscle memory. It, it's intuition. So you have to give it to the guy, but at the same time, I can understand why the Players Association or, or writers sorry, are more lenient towards like someone like big poppy who kind of had like just kind of like a he might have done steroids it could have been a false negative they can't <laughs> it's and, like COVID, and, false positive yeah. and, and the thing is that he he never really denied it he said straight up like hey look i was using this i didn't know uh it could have tested me positive for steroids and they came out and said that what he's saying is actually true so it it can go both ways right but I do agree with you. It is coming into being a popularity contest. I yeah. don't think that Kurt Schilling, uh, Roger Clemens, like Pete Rose, like there are a whole bunch of people. I I actually think Sammy Sosa should be in the Hall of Fame. I know you're not particularly fond of that take, but I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. Well, no, and now, like, again, I've changed my stance yeah. because of the fact that you're putting in a guy like David Ortiz that technically on paper test he tested, yeah, positive. He, he tested positive and you're gonna still tell me that yeah. he's good enough to be a PED steroid user whether it was a one-time thing or not he tested positive and you're telling me this steroid user is okay but not this guy because of the way he treated me I, I think it also is the <clears throat> eye test though too Chris you had something let me bounce a couple things off you guys okay it. because listening to both of you guys respond you've used a couple catchphrases right uh popularity contest okay uh which could also be described as how these players are viewed by the media right yeah. what their reputations were you know whether they're liked or disliked by the media okay that comes into play also you talked about bias i don't think it's bias especially from my standpoint because i'm a tigers fan none of these guys we're talking about are tigers so i can <laughs> so so honestly i can i can sit back and i can i can say yeah. uh i don't have a dog in the fight so i'm gonna give this to both you guys all three of you all right a word that comes to my mind when I think about this whole situation right now, hypocrisy, okay? Mm -hmm. And the reason I say that is this. Uh, there's this perception, okay, that, uh, that during the steroid era, certain players are okay to put in the Hall of Fame yep. and certain guys are not, yep. okay? To me, that's ridiculous, all right? Yeah. And, you, you, uh, and Ian, you talked about it, and we can go down rabbit holes left and right about this guy maybe did it or didn't do it. The overall perception is that Barry Bonds, David Ortiz, Roger Clemens, and some other players that are already in the Hall of Fame, by the way, Jay, Jeff Bagwell, Avon yeah. uh, uh, Rodriguez, Pudge, yep, Pudge, and some others also did steroids, performance-enhancing drugs, during the PED era, okay? That, that, when I say hypocrisy, that 
just destroys the credibility, in my it opinion, does. of the Writers Association and the powers that be, the media, i.e. baseball media, decisions as far as who gets in and who doesn't get in. It's ridiculous. Not- if you're going to put in those guys that are already in that were doing steroids, okay, you got to put in the guys like the Barry Bonds and the Roger Clemenses who, as you guys have pointed out already, from a number standpoint, all these guys deserve to be in. So yeah. you can't do that. My second point is this, from the media standpoint, right? Um, it's absolutely obvious, okay, that players like Bagwell, like Pudge, like David Ortiz, okay, were well-liked by the media. And it absolutely played a part yeah. into getting in the Hall of Fame. That is completely preposterous as well, too, because the Hall of Fame, and now we're going to go into my opinion part of it, the Hall of Fame needs to be about what you did on the field. Don't even get me started, guys, and you guys all know this, yep. on some of the guys that are in the Hall of Fame, and you want to talk about their character, how horrendous it is, oh, yeah. how horrible human beings they are, and now I can talk about a Detroit Tiger, because a guy whose name notoriously comes up left and right when we're talking about Hall of Famers in the Major League Baseball, and that's Ty Cobb, right? <laughs> horrible human being, okay? Horrendous human being. He did some things for some of his teammates and some players in baseball as far as you know supporting them after he was out of baseball, but... Through all accounts, there are a number of situations that took place that that is uh, makes it clearly evident that Ty Cobb is a horrible human being. Okay, I'm talking about character. All right, if you're going to start judging players going into the Hall of Fame on character, it gets all kinds of dicey, and that's exactly what's happening now in 2022. And you got a situation that has just transpired where David Ortiz gets in, and these other guys who should be in there as well too are not getting in, and I think that. Uh, it, 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 it takes a hit. I mean, I think that the, the, the Writers Association and the powers that be in the media that make the decisions regarding Hall of Fame absolutely take a credibility hit with this type of thing happening. Three heads, three topics, yeah. three conversations, three answers. Great stuff there, guys. Obviously, some people didn't get in. At the end of the day, some of these guys are Hall of Famers regardless whether they get voted in or not. That conversation is never going to end. That's what I like about this baseball Hall of Fame is that it's a conversation and a topic that it's going to Go on forever. Trust me, we're never going to stop talking about it. But you are tuning to Straight Bet Sports live here on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. Jose V, Ian B. Joined by Chris Wynn in the studio. Quan 5'9 behind the big board doing what he does for us every single Wednesday night. Let's jump into the UFC real quick, guys. UFC 270 was this past Saturday. Francis Ngannou defended his title against Cyril Gone in a way that a lot of us weren't expecting because normally he's he's a knockout artist every single fight that he's been in whether he lost or won has been by you know what's uh, either um what was it a knockout or a technical submission or whatever right so it had never had gone the distance so it was different seeing him that way and when he came out with two things on his knees on each knee i was already wondering what's going on with this guy right but then Obviously, if you guys saw reports came out that he, I think it was his MCL or ACL or both, both, both were injured both. and that he even was told by doctors, don't fight. He, he even said the reason I was standing a certain way was because if I got hit in that, in that, in that knee, I could end my career. I could be, you know, injured really bad. So to see him wrestle the way that he did was just awesome, bro. And it shows the type of fighter that he is a well-rounded fighter. Now that we see that he's not just a knockout artist, he can take you to the ground to see a guy of his size wrestling someone the way that he did was just amazing but obviously he defended his belt he won we saw that he's still the defending champ there's a little bit of controversy there dana white not coming out to give him his belt or or congratulate him or anything like that which is kind of interesting obviously there's a little bit of a beef going on there which we're going to talk about brandon moreno lost his belt which i talked to people i told people everybody knew i like figueredo nothing against moreno i like moreno a lot i just thought figueredo coming into this fight was going to be a lot more ready than he was in the second fight. I don't think he came into the second fight giving Moreno as much credit as he should have, and he overlooked him, and that's why Brandon Moreno came out and did what he did. And you saw that. Figueredo, to me, didn't dominate the fight, but he was the better fighter. I I was on social media saying, oh, crazy, you know, Moreno was robbed. After watching the fight a few more times, he wasn't robbed. It it was a good decision. Could have been a draw, could have gone either way, but Figueredo deserved it. He took it. But, guys, the, the biggest topic of conversation here is not who won belts, who won the fights, who didn't. It's the purses, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's the money that people are getting paid. The biggest topic yeah. of conversation with UFC has been for years is that the fighters don't get paid enough. Not that they don't get paid, that they don't get paid enough. But yet, excuses always come out that, well, fighters get housing or, or fighters get help with housing or they're getting fed or whatever it may be. The last time I checked, these are 
UFC athletes that are fighting, professional fighters, they're not college athletes on scholarships that you're giving them room and board. If that's the case, what are we really doing here, right? We need to pay these guys like the athletes that they are. If Francis Ngannou can step into a ring right now with Tyson Fury and get his head knocked off in the first round and make 10 times what he made in his last fight, it makes no sense, guys. It makes no sense whatsoever. Now, I get it. The guys that are coming up, you got to make your stripes. You know, you got to gain your stripes, all that. You got to gain your badges. You got to grow up in the league, right? In the fight. You got to grow up in those rankings. Collect the paychecks that they give you. But the guys that are champs that aren't making money, but yet a guy like Conor McGregor can walk back tomorrow and make more than any of these guys in one fight and lose, it's ridiculous to me, guys. Francis Ngannou got paid a little over 500000 I sent you guys the sheet. Mm -hmm. A little over 500000 mm -hmm. right? Brandon Moreno made a little over two hundred grand. Mm -hmm. That is just ridiculous. Now, if you guys follow Andreas Hall, I didn't look at the whole report, but he's posted a lot of stuff. Follow him on Twitter. The guy is great with MMA and everything else that he does. The MM UFC made so much more money, but yet they can't give fighters any of this money. I don't understand where the where the disconnect is, what the problem is. They're coming out with NFTs now for these guys to start getting paid where you can buy their NFTs and all that. With all due respect, 75% of these guys probably don't even know what an NFT is or even care what it is, if we're being honest. Mm, yeah. Some of these fighters don't even care about that, right? So... I understand you're trying to come up with ways to pay these guys, but it's not working. The, the discrepancy is way too high. What I mean, have you looked at the pay, Chris? Have you looked at any of that? And what are your thoughts on it? Because I know you also watch MMA. I know you also watch the UFC. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's kind of a thing that's fluid right now. It really is when it comes to these purses because, look, it, it it's not like boxing where you've got all these different uh, you know promotional companies. It's all Dana White, right? I mean, yeah. it's, it's a UFC is basically you know the monster in the room right here we're talking about, and so. Obviously, Dane is going to be looking out for number one, right? Dane is going to be looking out for the organization and what's the best situation we can do from a business standpoint where we make a ton of money. And he's not going to be looking to be, you know, uh, hooking people up. Though it, it, It's notorious what, what happened with Randy Couture back in the day, you know, about what how, about how he was treated, you know, as, as, as someone who uh, is a legend of the sport and essentially had to wheel and deal himself and, you know, do all kinds of self-promotion and, and find other avenues to make money. Obviously, we're talking about, you know, years ago, but I think that there's still an existence of that in the sport. I think there's still an element of, you know, a, a monopoly for yeah, all yeah. intents and purposes and saying, you know, I mean, there, there's not there's not a competition uh, among other companies coming in. Yes, you have some that are that are uh, that are around, but it's not it's not this, it's not a scenario that best suits, I guess, is the way I'll kind of wrap this up. It doesn't seem like a scenario that best suits the fighters from a financial standpoint, unless you get a scenario, the likes of McGregor or somebody like that, who is, you know, who venture out and do other things and, and, uh, and kind of go into another stratosphere. You guys kind of understand the direction I'm going here. I don't, it, the current situation, the current setup, the way it is right now, I think is problematic for the fighters slash athletes to get paid what they should. And I, and I know that, I know you mentioned this, that UFC isn't paying their fighters because we don't want to get in trouble or say that Dana isn't doing anything. But at the end of the day, Dana's the guy. Dana's the one that runs this. He's the one that makes sure who gets paid what. We're not slandering anyone. We're not putting anyone under the bus. We're just speaking facts. You don't believe me? You think that I'm just trying to talk crap and talk bad about an organization and talk bad about an individual? Look it up. It's there. I can tweet out this sheet that Andreas Hall tweeted out as well if you guys want to mm -hmm. see it to see the differences in what these guys are getting paid. It is ridiculous. Some of these guys have to hope and pray that they get a fight bonus just to make extra money, to get that knockout, to get that extra pay. So don't tell me that we're trying to slander someone's name or, or hurt someone because we're not, guys. I want to get that 100% clear. Yeah, Jose, we're, we're not yeah, yeah, I was, that's not what I'm no, doing. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not, not saying that about you. Man, Correct. You know? Correct. I'm not saying that about Chris yeah. or anyone. I'm just saying in general, for anyone listening, if you feel that way or you may feel that that's what we're trying to do, we're not trying to do that at all. We just feel as, as fans and people that follow the sport, media, whatever you want to call it, that these guys should be paid fairly, right? That, that's yeah. pretty much it, Ian. Can I throw yeah. this in there real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Guys, sure. you can you can compare it almost to the WNBA. It's kind of the same kind of situation. Kind of. You know what I mean? Meaning that the athletes, you, you feel like they should be getting more money, right? You feel like they should. But the business model doesn't necessarily suggest that they that they are entitled to it, right? Yeah. And there are certain uh, obstacles 
that are in the way for them to do that. Now, it's not exactly the same situation with the UFC exactly, but I'm just trying to make it, you know, kind of an analogy comparison regarding the WNBA. Uh, yeah, and the, the WNBA loses money every year. Exactly. So that, you're right. That, that's yeah. not the greatest comparison. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was just trying to use it from the yeah, athlete yeah, yeah. standpoint, though. You know what I mean? Because athletes are well, constantly saying, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. you should be paying, you know, Liz Cambage, you know, $5 million a year. And I'm and yeah. But, as, but the problem with the point, UFC yeah. is they're making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. They just raised the, the pay-per-view $5, yeah. which that's an ESPN thing. Yeah. People need to quit blaming Dana White for everything that happens business-wise. He does not own the UFC. He's the voice of the UFC. Mm -hmm. He he does a lot for the UFC, makes a lot of decisions, but he works for a company. He works for people that don't, that you will never hear from, and he gets all the blame for everything. So he's not the business behind all this stuff. And and even even with the prices being raised $5 for every pay-per-view, um... People were bl- blaming Dana White. Mm-hmm. He's like, ESPN did that. Well, the, the, well Quan, the reason they're doing they're that though is because he's, 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 he's the face. He's the face. Yeah, yeah he's but, the guy on top. So that's why. And so, that's what I was saying. We're like, not I'm just not, blaming Dana White. I'm not hammering yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, you know, I, I mean, I guess you I'm could just say, saying it out there in general. You could say Dana and the powers that be at the UFC. I'm just saying out there in general, that's what the fans do. I just got something real quick and then we'll go on. I know we got to get your take. Go for it. But so my thing is this, right? UFC used to be. Mr. Pay-Per-View in a sense where you had Machido, you had Shogun, Hua, you had, you know, Anderson Silva, you had mm-hmm. all these big must-see TV guys, right? Yeah. We haven't had that in a while. Like, they, there's some really talented fighters, but we haven't had that, like, Anthony Superman Pettis where he's kicking guys off the cage. Like, we haven't had those type of guys in the UFC, and I think that's part of the, the issue with the pain and like you said mm-hmm. it's fluid right yeah. some of these purses are high some of them are way way underpaid but i think in boxing you get a lot of these like just big knockout guys you you have the hype mm-hmm. they they have the the marketing model right to really hype up these pay-per-view numbers so i i think that has to be talked about as well that dana white the usc right they need to try getting some of these big time fighters and and i don't know if that's a training thing or a recruitment thing but we we don't have the showmanship per se in the ufc that we used to have and i i think that's overall a big problem well the thing about the ufc is that there's a lot more show you know what i mean but there's nothing wrong with that it's just it's the era that we live in it's the style yeah. it's the way that these fighters are a lot of these fighters still have respect and they're great fights so I, i'm gonna kind of disagree with you on that i still think that the ufc has came out with a lot of talent but yes i agree with you to the point where i don't think it's as disciplined as it was yeah. before because these guys are a lot more showboating and all that but it's a lot more action a lot more fun to watch as where before it was more serious more just about the fight or whatever it might have been but the one thing that i will give credit to at ufc dana white again we're not pointing out anyone is that and i remember dana white said this in in a, in a press conference one time check his check their roster they employ a lot of fighters technically so they they're paying a lot of people yeah. so technically they have a regular payroll as the people were going to work at a yeah. nine to five if you want to think about it so credit to credit where credit is due they do have a lot of fighters on payroll some guys are probably making a thousand some guys are making five hundred thousand who knows what it is but they do have a lot of guys on payroll Hopefully the pay starts to change because if not, we're going to start seeing a lot more either cross-promoting or fighters in the UFC leaving and going to boxing. Tyson Fury came out and said, hey, you want to make some real money, Francis? Come and see me and let's fight. But we'll see how that works out. Um, the big fight that I want to see coming up, and we'll talk about that on another show. I just want to throw that over. Masvidal versus Kobe Covington. That, that yeah, right that's there. That's going to be a good one. That right, right there. That right there. That's we'll gonna we'll be bring one. you back you for another show on that one. You want to talk about pre-fight hype? Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that one later. You want to talk about what he was talking about as far as stars? <laughs> yeah. and guys that could right. be stars? That, that's yeah. that's, that's yeah. going to be a great that, one to watch. Definitely. One. Sometimes not for the right reasons, but whatever. <laughs> Once again, guys, you're tuning to Straight Bet Sports live here on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. I am Jose V. We are back in the studio feeling good, feeling hype. Happy to be alive and breathing, man, because with COVID, you never know what can happen. Some people over-exaggerate with it, but it is what it is. It's there. Take care of yourself, and that's all I got to say. But before we continue with the second part of the show here and finish on with the rest of the topics, we do have another sponsor, obviously, of the show. He is none other than my personal barber and anyone else on the show that decides to get a haircut with him. 
He is Eric Navarro of Line Em Up by Eric. And the phone number is on the screen, but I'm going to let you guys know right now. That number is no longer going to be valid, and we're going to switch it up because he wants everyone to start using Booksy. Booksy is an app that you can basically download on your phone, and you can book your appointment with Eric. He's also on IG if you want to hit him up at Line em Up by Eric, as you see on the screen. Eric Navarro, 702-884-8138. Let him know Jose V and Ian B of Straight Bet Sports sent you. He makes sure to take care of you every single time. If not, hey, it ain't my fault. No, I'm just kidding. He's good, man. Trust me. He's never screwed me up. The guy's the only one that can cut my son's hair and has figured out his hairline. So I love it, man. Big ups to Eric for riding with us here on Straight Bet Sports. But guys, let, let, let's continue into some football conversation here. How about that? Absolutely. Right? Because the rest of the show is basically going to be about football. Yep. But before we do so, you see the jersey. You see the hat. I've already had people ask me. I saw... People on the other, on No Plays Off Sports Talk, uh, uh, Miss Ball and D, she had the jersey. Other people talking about it. Two-year anniversary, you know, Kobe and Gigi, and of course, the other families that were involved in this um, that perished on that day, which it sucks to this day. My wife was, me and, my, me and her were just talking about it the other day saying, she goes, I can't believe it's been two years. It feels like it was just a year ago, like it just happened. And it's like, yeah, it's been through this whole COVID situation, basically, two years already that, you know, it's happened. But um, rest in peace, man. Kobe Bryant, there will be none other uh, ever like him, in my opinion. Obviously, every guy is who they are. Jordan is Jordan. Kobe is Kobe. LeBron is LeBron. But Kobe, to me, meant a lot growing up in L.A., uh, you know, struggles and seeing someone like him as a kid, you see someone and you look up to someone, you have a hero. That was my guy. You know what I mean? That was the guy that I looked up to growing up. So, you know, it, it, it's hard now knowing that it's been two years that he's gone. But I think you mentioned it earlier. They're in the eighth seed, 24 and 24 on the season so don't far. Don't that to me. Don't, 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 I'm saying, but you don't, mentioned don't, it to me. But, <laughs> but again. I was but, saying that's the wrong way of honoring him. I know, I know, by but, pointing that out. But again, <laughs> before we move on to the next topic, RIP, Gigi, Kobe, and everyone else that was involved in that terrible, terrible, horrific crash. Gone but never forgotten. Trust me, man. But, whoo! Anyways, let's uh, move on here, guys. Let's move on. Let's talk some sports now. Let's talk some football. I know, we we got to talk NFL overtime rules, guys. Because Chris, oh, baby. Chris, I want to get right. you, I want to get your thoughts because I yeah. and, and I want to make this perfectly clear. I, I haven't talked to Chris about this yet no. whatsoever. Me and Chris have not given our thoughts. We have not gone back and forth on this. Only Ian and I. Ian and Ian has been blowing up my phone for the last 24 hours about how the overtime rules are horrible in the NFL. Now, I, I want to give my thoughts, and I want Chris to give his thoughts, but I, I, I'm going to let Ian go first here so Thank I can you. give my rebuttal at the end because I just I, I want to start it Thank off. Thank you. I have it. a lot to say about this topic, all right? <laughs> I, I've been on this since the regular season so don't i don't want anyone to get twisted that this is a recency thing that just because the chiefs and bills went to overtime that i'm suggesting these rules right i have three really good alternates right to the overtime rule and the thing is that while yes stats can be misleading right in the postseason offenses are good they dominate right regular season doesn't matter that much so in the postseason, when teams that win the coin toss win 90% of the games and 70% of those 90% are on the first ensuing drive, there is a problem. Uh. And the reason is because there is talent everywhere, right? So they need to make it so that multiple, both teams get at least a chance at a rebuttal. And th so th this is my suggestion for it, right? You got two minutes each side. Right, first team, if they score a touchdown on the ensuing drive, right, they have to go for one. And if they get it, or if they don't get it, the next team gets it. Right, if they score a touchdown, they have to go for a two. This cuts out a ton of the ties during the regular season, right, and that becomes an issue. And it allows both gas defenses to go on the field because, let's face it, it's the fifth quarter, right. So they're going to be gassed. I don't care how talented your defense is or how talented you think your defense is. If there's two high-powered offenses, you will be gassed in the fifth quarter. So let's make it quick two-minute drills, right? If they score a touchdown, great. Other team gets a two-minute drill, chance to tie it up. The other way, right, is to allude to everyone else's point 
that they're like, oh, we like the sudden death aspect of it, right? If they get a touchdown on the first drive, they have the option to go for two, right? If they go for two, then it's done. Like if they get the two-point conversion, it's done, right? Sun death over. If they don't, the other team gets a rebuttal, right? And then I'm just going to throw this last one in there because I think it would be a very interesting idea, right? Kickers, make them great again. Have it so that the kickers choose which field goal side that they want to try on. 10, 20, 30. Just keep on going back until they miss, right? Back and forth between the kickers. Whoever misses first, they lose. All right, so that's your take on it? That's my take. Chris, you want to go next? Or you, or you want okay, me to go? so here's the go, deal. Go, go for it. Go I'm for one it. of those people, okay? And I, by the way, I've been going back and forth with some media members here in town about this topic because it's a hot-button topic, right? And uh, there, people have opinions on both sides. And I think, to be quite honest with you, I think people have opinions on both sides. I'm kind of like a cake and want to have my cake and eat it too kind yeah. of a deal right here. Yeah. Uh, so maybe I am. I will say this. I think there is kind of a knee-jerk reaction to this, all right? Given that, well, obviously, we just remember what we just saw. All right. And there's every anybody that uh, doesn't have a dog in the fight. Right. And is not a Bills fan uh, is looking at it and saying, if you're the Bills, how do you not stop them? That That's your bread and butter. All year long has been your defense. How can you not stop, stop them from going 70 yards down the field, you know, and at least hold them to a field goal to, to keep yourself in that game? And uh, also, by the way, the Bills had 60 minutes to win that game. All right. Game went to overtime. Obviously, both teams are tied. You go to overtime. So that's one that that was kind of my reaction initially because the people that I was with watching the game, there's a lot that uh, some had bias because they had money on Buffalo and these other things going on, right? And uh, their initial reaction, of course, was, "Oh my God, that's ridiculous! The Bills never even got a chance. Never got a chance. Didn't get the ball. That's so wrong. You got to change it." So that my thought process, okay, knee jerk reaction. All right. Now Ian brought up some interesting scenarios as far as how to change it, right? One way that people have brought up change it and say, look, both teams get the ball in overtime. You know, uh, it can be as simple as that, right? Both teams get the ball. Doesn't matter if the Chiefs score a kick a field goal or score a touchdown. Bills get the football, get a chance to tie it or get a chance to, you know, or uh, or get a chance to tie it because obviously Kansas City scored yeah. a touchdown. I think that would be more the more uh, practical way, in my opinion, if they are going to change it. Okay. Um, but yeah, I have to. I have to admit, full disclosure. My initial reaction was, "Oh man, people are going to come out and say because of the circumstances of this one game, right, where the Chiefs were able to go down the field and systematically dismantle yeah. that Bills defense, and and uh, the viewpoint is going to be, wow, the Bills just got screwed because they never got a chance to get the ball back, and so now we need to change the rules. Yeah. You, you understand what I'm saying? So like, don't don't get ready. Yeah. So Bills I know it sounds like I'm trying to waffling on both sides of the fences here, but. To yeah. me, uh, I, I mean, I think it's tough to look at one scenario like that, and 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 uh, and I also, I mean, I can't get out of my head. This is the Buffalo Bills defense. This is why the Bills were as good as they were this year. This is exactly. why the Bills were one of the teams picked to win the Super Bowl. It's because of their defense. And you're telling me your defense can't stop a team from going 70 yards down the field and scoring a touchdown in overtime? 13 seconds. You, do, they, you don't deserve it. They, they I, lost I said that it on Twitter game. too. I, Ian, yeah. Ian, and Ann Jose and Quan. I said it on Twitter. I go, look, you don't deserve to move on. If your defense gives up 70 yards and they go down and make it look that you guys saw it, made it look that easy, you shouldn't go move on, you know. And uh, so I guess that's kind of a passionate, you know, viewpoint of mine. But uh, yeah, but it doesn't really address the whole overtime but situation. Bills lost this, right? Their their defense lost this, right? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to argue that. I'm just saying mm-hmm. that it needs to be changed for both regular and and playoffs because. Yeah. There's a disparity between both of them, right? And you know the okay. opinion, right, Ian, too, where people have come down and said, no, no, keep it keep it the same for the yeah, regular oh, season. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a huge one. But just change it for the postseason. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 that's an interesting point, too. But yeah. the Chiefs, uh, and the same thing, the Chiefs defense lost it against the Patriots in mm-hmm. 2019, yeah. right? And, and they tried to change the rules. So they're of the opinion, even Andy Reid came out after the game and said that, both teams should get the ball back, okay. but it benefited us in this case. Yeah. So mm-hmm. just, I don't know if you guys know, but they were when they changed this rule to what it is now. The Buffalo Bills were one of, if not the only team, to say no and go against it. I hope you guys do know that mm-hmm. they voted against this rule already. So it's funny how it ends up hurting them in this game right now. Yeah. One thing that I will say before I get into all the stats and everything that you wanted to talk about and throw out there that you've been bombarding me with all <laughs> week, when a guy like Patrick Mahomes. 
could yell at the line on the field goal game tying drive to Travis Kelsey, do it, Kelsey, do it, Kelsey, then I'm sorry. You do not deserve to get the ball back in overtime because your defense sucks. If you are supposed to be the number one defense in the NFL, but a quarterback can lively on the field in front of you, tell a receiver or a tight end to do something and you let him run wide open down the middle of the field to get into field goal range, you deserve to lose that game. Now, the whole narrative of, well, it's the coin flip, it's not fair, it's this and that. You know, Josh Allen should have got the ball back. He's such a talented player. Cry me a river. Theo, uh, Lewis Reddick said it best on ESPN. Defenses are soft now. They're trash. They're not what they used to be. And defenses aren't around in the NFL like it was. There's the excuse, well, oh, but you're taking away stuff from the players. They can't hit. They can't do that. BS. There's still a lot that you can do on defense. And if you saw that game, and if you watched the film, in the final two and a half minutes of that game, both defenses disintegrated and gave up. They gave up wide open routes to receivers that shouldn't have been open. A guy like Gabriel Davis had to burn you because Stefan Diggs couldn't show up? That's sad in itself. We already know Kansas City's defense isn't that great, even though second half of the season, giving up points, they were the best team in the league. We know that. But the rules are fine. For you to say, and I have it right here, 90.5% of the people that win the coin flips, and they win, and they're 10-1 and one in the playoffs. Okay, that statistic doesn't show me or tell me that the OT rules are wrong or unfair whatsoever. It's just telling me that the person that won the coin flip so happened to win. Now, if you want to get this right and you want to fix it in the playoffs, there's only one way to do it and one way. And that's it. And like that, you cannot have any excuses. You put, what is it, 15 minutes on the clock? You put 15 minutes on the clock. You both play till the clock says zero, and that's it. Simple and plain. Because then there's no there's no excuse or crying about, well, they didn't get the ball or they didn't get an opportunity. Everyone gets an opportunity. If the Chiefs got the ball and stuffed it for 15 minutes and kicked the field goal and won the game, then so be it. That's the only fair way, in my opinion, that we're going to get around this if you want to change the overtime rules. But you can throw out every single statistic you want about who's winning and how they're winning and how they're getting the coin flip. It still does not prove at all whatsoever that there's anything wrong with the OT system. Okay? that that, that It's simple and black and white and plain. There's no way that you can go around it. The statistics don't show that it's wrong. So it's just 90, showing. You just said 95% of the people that win, win the coin toss are 10 and 1. Win the game. Correct. And, and you said, but it's fair. That's not fair <laughs> because 95% of the people that win a coin toss, if okay. you guess the coin right, you're most likely going to win the <laughs> but, game. And you're saying that's so, fair. Okay. That's, when you just, well, that's just a numbers thing. Though. You Correct. Just that's just a numbers you, thing. Yeah. So you just put the, the numbers. You proved with the numbers that 95% of those numbers. Are gonna win. What's when, a coin when, flip? 50-50, right? No, but you a coin flip guess. is fifty-fifty, so it's fair. Look, but it's fair. And, a and coin flip is a hundred percent fair oh. if it's fifty-fifty. Up, Chris, the way you guys Chris, gotta look at it though is a hand of blackjack. You know what I mean? It, it's every situation is different, right? Like, and every football game is different. Like the, uh, so, the, it's a, the so it's a gamble the if you're, if you're yeah. gonna win the game or not in overtime. It's a gamble. It, well, it, well, no, it's a gamble. I'm, I'm, I'm going to gamble on the, on the well, coin flip. Well, technically, and, and most likely, if I get that coin flip wrong, I'm going to lose the game. That's that's a great way to lose a well, football game. A, but then they just pay, played 60 minutes yeah. in, and now and now you you you're you're determined if you win or lose off a game of coin toss. No, that's I'm not, ridiculous. I'm not, just, I'm not saying that it's, it's it's like a hand of blackjack from a gambling standpoint. What I'm saying is like a hand of blackjack, and that every hand of blackjack is completely separate, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. completely separate. Yeah. And it's the same thing with football, any sports, actually. You can go NBA, NHL, whatever. Uh, you know, it, it's about the circumstances, the two teams that are there, right? The Bills against the Bills, obviously, against the Chiefs in the situation, right? Uh, you put Jose put the numbers out there, nine out of ten, right? That doesn't necessarily. I mean, the Buffalo Bills could easily better that one out of one out of ten easily. Because, uh, you know, yeah, if they would have won you're, the you're coin talking toss, about those two teams in that situation, they would have won the game. The coin toss is, is coin. You, you, you threw the, the, the coin toss number out there, nine out of 10, right? It's still just a number. If the, if the Bills could be that one out of 10, All it's right. not, it, yeah, like, let, let me ask you a question real quick. You can't really put a, too much credence in that nine out of 10, given that every single, like, I, the reason I use the blackjack yeah. analogy, every hand of blackjack is completely separate. It has nothing to do with the hand before it or the hand after it. Same thing with coin tosses and teams. You got different teams, coin yeah. toss, whatever. Yeah. It's not related to anything. So, 
Okay. Yeah. And the Bills defense didn't suck, Jose. They played for 60 yeah, minutes yeah, no, already. They're everyone no. everyone and their mom was tired. I was tired yeah. of watching the game. <laughs> well, <laughs> and, 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 and that's exactly. a great point. Everyone watched the last six minutes, right? We all saw it. We all saw it. Yeah. Tell me, Greatest game. tell me in great confidence, right? Tell me that if the Bills have won that coin toss, the Chiefs are stopping them. Probably not. Probably, Probably not. not, right? Yeah, we're speculating, obviously. And Josh Allen yeah, said the same not. thing. Josh Allen even said, we win the yeah. coin toss, we're celebrating too. Probably exactly. not. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, and, and I, but I to, do to have Jose great confidence point, that Bills Jose won and I that. both said it. The Bills didn't deserve to win the game. Yeah, they did it. Your defense exactly. did not hold them. That, that's okay, like, that, in overtime. That, that, Period and a story, right? Correct. In my opinion. Well, not only in overtime well, in the last 13 seconds, well, yeah. too. So. Well, yeah and, yeah, and and to his point, by the way, yeah, yeah. And, the defense, and the special he teams said they lost it because sucked, it, was, it was great the special offense teams for both teams. Kicked right. the ball yeah. into the end zone instead of uh, kicking it inbounds to waste some more time. Yeah. Yeah, but because you're scared of speedy guns. Uh, also, real quick, the one thing that we can't the, the, the one thing that we can't yeah. agree on, right? I want to make sure this and all four of us can probably agree on. This was one of the, if not the greatest playoff games oh, ever, right? Absolutely, easy. So, real quick though, let's not take anything away from Gabriel Davis. You said Diggs didn't show up, which is <laughs> yeah. true, but Davis had one of the nastiest routes I have ever oh seen in God, a playoff see? game. Yeah. I mean, this guy was falling probably about five five yards before he even passed him because the route had him so dirty so you're talking about they, the head the head bob, yeah, the head bob oh, uh, it is a beautiful route and, and davis was doing his thing yeah so let, let's not take anything from davis that oh, was an amazing game from yeah not Jose, you said the, the, the defenses are trash look i would look at it in a different way i look at it like the offense was great yeah. right both those yeah. offenses are oh, yeah. in the last two minutes what 25 yeah. points in you the got, last you five got minutes two duplicate Get quarterbacks you know? just going yeah. back and forth and, and, and also my thing is why, why do these guys always wait for these damn two two minute offenses uh, yeah. why can't you play like that during the whole freaking hey. game man but but yeah. also the bills defense has not been the same since Tordarius white was injured right mm -hmm. so we have to look at that everyone's saying it is the number one defense it was and then that happened. And they haven't really been the same defense since, especially when they're going up against teams that have prolific wide receivers that are fast and are really uncoverable man-to-man, -man, right? Yeah. So now the only the final thing I'll say here, because we got to move on to the mm -hmm. actual games that we're going to talk yeah, about yeah. this weekend. For people that keep saying that Josh Allen is elite, I'll give it to you. The guy's good. Don't, I'm, you, I'm, don't you dare slander I'm, Allen right here. Uh, a, I'm not going to say he's elite, but he's he's really he's, good. He's what absolutely I saw, he's not the top elite. Five what I, hold on, I'm not talking crap. Talking? Can I finish? I'm not talking crap. He's even, all right. You said he's all right, I haven't, even throw, I haven't even thrown my, my stuff out there yet. <laughs> you said he's not elite. You threw that out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, so he's so definitely elite. Okay. What is he? If you like, is he not elite? Again, if you like participation trophies, then yes, Josh Allen is the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL. But... I will give far, credit. Right? I, mean, uh, yeah. I talked a lot of crap about him when he was coming out of college, but he's he the guy's good. He's good, but at the end of the day, quarterbacks can't play defense, and he couldn't do enough on offense because his defense couldn't do enough either. It sucks. The guy is he, he's it's gonna be fun to watch for years, and for him to be in the AFC with Mahomes. I take these matchups any day of the week, so it, it's great to know that there's someone like him in the league that's gonna give you that. Who are the I don't know if he's gonna win any championships. I don't know if he's gonna win any championships. Who are the elite quarterbacks in the league? Yeah, I don't know if he's gonna win any championships. I just want to know what's your top five, real yeah. quick, rapid fire. In I don't, I don't, I don't have a top five. I don't. I, I don't look at quarterbacks that way. I don't look. Who's elite then? I don't. I don't. If he's not elite, that means there are elite, right? If the what? If he's not elite, that means there is elite, though. Correct. So, so you agree elite? that there's some elite quarterbacks? Of correct. Okay, correct. who are they? Well, Tom Brady being one of them, obviously. For him okay. to do what he did this year at his age and to lead in all the statistics that he did, obviously the guy's elite yeah, always has course. been. Okay. Whether you yeah. like him yeah. or not. Okay. We know that. Mm -hmm. Whether Rogers. you Um Rogers. I wouldn't Look, I'm a lion. He's the MVP of the league. Aaron Rodgers is not elite. The guy no, won the MVP I, last year. And this year. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look, I'm not, I'm a Lions fan. I'm not going to stand up as a Packer, okay? I, I don't look, like Rodgers. I'll, I'll, I'll put that out there. But we, I, we I, I, know, I know I sparked the match that I shouldn't have. I know. But. I'm not blaming this loss in this game against the Neither Kansas am I. Chiefs on Josh Allen. I'm not, okay? I'm not blaming it on Josh Allen. I'm not game. blaming it on Josh yeah. Allen either. So let's just throw it out there. Now, guys, obviously the team that did move on is Kansas City. Well, you did kind of blame it on Josh Allen. You only named two elite quarterbacks. Anyways, moving on. Well, I'll throw out my list later on, on Twitter. <laughs> Thanks for calling me out. <laughs> 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 
Fun being back in studio, man. I love it. But mm-hmm. he's a Ken, league guy. Ken, Kansas yeah, City is. moving on. Obviously, they're playing Cincinnati. We saw the finals, a game mm-hmm. of the season. You know, Cincinnati pulling off the victory over Kansas City. That was a great game to watch. Obviously, different scenario now. We know that. Joey Burrow coming out saying, hey, playing in these SEC games in these schools are a lot more louder than what I've come, you know, seen in the NFL games, but you haven't been an arrowhead yet in a playoff game when it matters, right? Now, I think this is going to be a very good game. A lot of people that we spoke to before, Ian, had the Tennessee yeah. Titans steamrolling the Cincinnati Bengals, gave them no chance whatsoever when a lot of us thought that they would be in this game. I never really knew or, or said the Bengals would win, but I thought they'd be in this game, right? Yeah. And they did, and they won, and now they're here. They're playing Kansas City. That's going to be a fun game to watch this weekend. I see high scoring. I don't know what the defenses are going to do, obviously, because we know Cincinnati can give up a lot of points on the defensive mm-hmm. side of the ball. We just saw what happened with Buffalo and Kansas City, so who knows how their defense is going to be. Obviously, Tyron Matthew as well, going through concussion protocol. We don't know if he's going to play or not. That's going to be huge there for them because when he went down, that defense changed completely against yep. Buffalo. We saw that. Thoughts on the game, though, guys? So I, that that's my major point is that Tyron is still in concussion protocol. Mm-hmm. There's a good chance he doesn't play. Last time they played them, even with Tyron playing, right? Mm-hmm. They uh, Jamar Chase had 266 <laughs> yards and two TDs against yeah. this defense. So right. if their only guy that can kind of, was it three? Yeah, three? Okay, three touchdowns. The only guy that can kind of keep up with him is Tyron, mm-hmm. right? So he might be the first. I, I think he is, would be the first wide receiver to ever eclipse 300 yards because... Who is really stopping Jamar Chase and Joey Burrow right now? And I really do think that this game has the potential for the Bengals to run away with it because I think their defense is better set than the Bills was in terms of matchup-wise with them. Now, their weakest link is obviously Eli Apple, and he's the reason why it's so hard (laughs) to root for Joey Burrow and the Bengals because this man, he used to have the nickname of Toast. Toast. There is entire remix clips and highlights of this man getting burnt across the field. And he has the audacity to talk all this leading up into the AFC Championship. So I want him to get burnt. I want the Bengals to win, but I, I think they pull it off. And Chris, what we're watching from Jamar Chase is kind of reminds me of what Larry Fitzgerald did with the Arizona Cardinals mm-hmm. when they had their run when they went to the Super Bowl yep. against Pittsburgh Steelers. It, it's that, impressive it, it, as all that, get that's out. That's kind of what yeah. you're doing. But it's go very for it. impressive. Uh, I, I kind of questioned the Bengals uh, during the draft last year because I thought they should take an offensive lineman to protect, protect Joe Burrow. My foot's in my mouth right now in that situation because it was absolutely the right draft pick to pick up Chase. Uh, you guys thought there was a lot of points of that Bills-Kansas City game. How about this matchup coming up this weekend oh, with, the, with Cincinnati and the Chiefs? It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. They scored, what, 60-plus points in their first meeting this year between these two teams. Uh, you know, no disrespect to the defenses, but there's definitely going to be some points being put up in this matchup. And, uh, yeah, Kansas City is one of those teams, and uh, we just talked about quarterbacks, right? Uh, Joe Burrow absolutely cementing himself in Joe the conversation Burr. of being one of the up-and-coming great quarterbacks in this league. He's elite. He's, I think he is. <laughs> I think he is, Juan. I think he is. He and is. he's going to go toe-to-toe to with a guy who yeah. I think is the best right now in the league. Yeah. So it's going to be a lot of fun to see those guys go at it. And uh, and, we'll, and we'll see. I think, I think look, uh, I talked about the total, right? Uh, what is it? Seventy five percent of a couple of a sports book and sixty nine percent of the money right now on the, total, yeah. on the on over, over yep, in yeah. this game. So um, it gives you a clear indication of what is thought about this matchup and uh, and uh, the amount of boat racing that's going to be going on both back and forth. Yeah. So guys, we got five more minutes to okay. finish up with the final game. But before yeah. we do that, real quick, give me your pick for this game. It's not your pick of the week because we're going to do that. But who do you yeah. like in this game, Chris? Kansas City wins thirty to twenty four. All right, I like the Bengals here. Uh, I think it's going to be close. Um, I think that they have the potential to go run with it, but I think it will be close. I, I think Kansas City is too good to let them get blown out. So I think Kansas City wins the game and heads to the Super Bowl. They were my pick in the AFC this year to make it to the Super Bowl, as were the Packers were on the NFC side. They are out. So I'm sticking with the Chiefs. I don't think they cover, though. I think Cincinnati is going to keep this close, and it is a high-scoring game, but I think the Chiefs win this game. Guys, moving on to the last game that we're going to have here. Quan's 49ers are in the NFC Championship game facing the LA Rams, a team that they have beat in their last six matches here. Now, obviously, Jimmy Garoppolo isn't the greatest quarterback in the world. We saw that. We see his numbers. We see the statistics. 
We know what the Niners did defensively against Aaron Rodgers. But if you also watch that film, a lot of it wasn't just the Niners. It was also Aaron Rodgers not looking at wide open receivers. A lot of the times, Aaron Rodgers was only stuck to two or three receivers out of those 20 passes that he completed. So if you look at the film, not to take away anything from the 49ers whatsoever, they did great. We saw the sacks. We saw the pressure. We saw what they did. But if you watch the game film, it was also a lot of what Aaron Rodgers didn't do and wasn't paying attention to. So the fact that they had a guy that was able to keep them in the game, like Jimmy G, handing the ball off, what's going to happen when they need him to throw the ball? That's my question going into this game against the Rams. Not going to give you my pick on this game yet. Want to get your thoughts, guys. Real quick, what do you got? A few minutes here. Go for it. All right, this is Jimmy G's last game as a 49ers. All right. He is gone after this year. This is his last game playing because they are going home. Rams are going to take this game. Uh, I think that they're going to blow them out, actually, because I think that... Look, 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 look. Zero chance. Look, the last four games, Rams in the first half have been blowing their teams out, right? It's the uh, third, fourth quarter that they've been letting up. I don't think that's the case. I think there's been enough hype that they've lost six games to the 49ers. I think McVay fixes it. I think they look in the film room. They say, why did we fumble four times, guys? Right, we we dared them to beat us, the Bucks. So I I think they fix their mistakes. I think they go off on the 49ers. So you like the Rams? I love the Rams. Okay, Chris. Real All right, quick. let me say a couple good things about the 49ers before I talk about them. How I think they're going to lose. Okay, um, sixty seconds. <laughs> sixty seconds. Uh, obviously, go, Chris. Uh, this is a situation where Jimmy uh, Jimmy G. I, I was again had my foot in my mouth. I didn't think Jimmy G. is a guy. I didn't, I didn't think he was going to be the guy in San Francisco. He has impressed me to no to no end here uh, here in the playoffs and and gotten them where they have gotten to be. I think it was genius by uh, Kyle Shanahan and that staff to put uh, Debo in the backfield. I think that's a great thing for San Francisco. It's been a, it was a great benefit for them here in the playoffs. That being said, this is a Rams team, and and Ian just mentioned it. They were able to go on the road. Okay, fumble the ball four times against the Super Bowl champions and still win that football game. All right, that's not happening this week. And Matthew Stafford, we can say we obviously as a Lions fan, I have a lot of history with Matthew and what he, you know, what he didn't do in the playoffs, losing three games in Detroit. Uh, he's won his last two, obviously playing for the Rams as a team that has Cam Akers back in the mix in the backfield. Uh, you know, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. hasn't exactly uh, blown up or anything and caused a, a whole you know issue with that offense. So he's been a benefit to that offense. And so very efficient. Uh, you look at this Rams team; they have on all three levels on the defensive side of the football field, they have arguably the best player in the league in that on that side of the football field. Uh, it, it, everything points to the Rams, despite the fact that the Niners have beaten what six straight. And so, like, it's I mean, I, again, I go back and forth, but I I I, I think about this very much the same way uh, that I think about uh, what was the other match? I'm try, I'm drawing a blank now. A team that that lost what three games? Uh, lost the last three games, two of them in the regular season to a team, and then and then uh, and then beat them in the playoffs. I can't think of it. I think of it along the same lines as that. I think Los Angeles gets off the hump when it comes to San Francisco and ends up going and get the win. All right, so real quick, I know we're at the end of it. I'm going to give you my quick stuff here. I've gone against the 49ers way too much. I think it's a conspiracy theory, though. You know how I am. I look at the ins and outs, not just the statistics. It's funny how the Rams beat the defending champs, the Bucks, which are the only team to play in their home stadium and win a Super Bowl and host it, right? It's funny how the Rams this year are the team that's hosting, technically, the Super Bowl in L.A., and it would be a great story for two teams back-to-back years to host and make it and possibly win it. Unfortunately, I don't see that happening. This Niners defense is as good as the year that the Ravens won the defense with a guy named Trent Dilfer at quarterback. (laughs) They did need a great quarterback to win it all. Jimmy Garoppolo is serviceable enough to hand off the ball and throw it when he needs to. I'm going to ride with Quan on this one. I'm taking the Niners in this spot. I'm taking them on the money line. They're also my pick of the week. Give me the three and a half. Guys, we're at the end of the show. Give me your pick of the week. I'll let you go. Uh, whoever wants to go first, let's Chris, go. Let's I think the Rams are able to put uh, just enough points up. I'm thinking 24-20 Los Angeles Rams go on to the Super Bowl. Cool. Right. So you got the Rams covering or not? 24-20. So yeah, you got yes, it covered. Three and a half. Yes. So he's All going right. against me. What you got? All right. My favorite pick of the week and my hot pick of the week is going to be Bengals plus seven and a half. Okay. I think that they easily cover it. I think that it's either going to be a very, very close game or the Bengals are going to run away with it. So I, I love seven and a half there. Quan, your pick of the week? 
<laughs> I just want to bet Ian on the blowout. Oh, yeah. well, the Niners never get blown out, first of all. Right. They, they, hold, they, they run the ball too much to get blown out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that just won't even happen if they lose. They can't get blown out. But Niners, Niners winning this. Come on. Come on, everybody. Yeah. Niners winning this. So how, but I, I'm kind of mad Jose picked him because. Hey, Jose, uh, a lot of quick fun fact and guys about uh, uh, that uh, game uh, last uh, week. Uh, real, no, why, real why, why are you mad that I picked him? <laughs> because you're bad luck. Oh, <laughs> how about a fun fact on your Niners there, Quan? Didn't even score an offensive touchdown last week on the road in the playoffs. Still won the game. Yeah, they they That's didn't crazy. they didn't lead yeah. the game at all. Yeah, uh, until the last kick by good as gold. They so, had uh, an ex Chicago Bear that edge, has so. beat the Packers before, which is crazy. Right? Oh, which, yeah. about that. which is why I wasn't worried about him yeah. kicking that ball in, in the snow. snow. Yeah. That you know that was great. even though the Packers had steal, a, right? even though yeah. the Packers had a defensive lineman sealing off the edge against <laughs> your guys. But that, that's besides so the look, point. I mean, to, to, to finish up the show, then since you're since you're the only well, because they're not going to do it, you yeah. are. And he said that he doesn't think they're going to be blown out. How about a friendly wager between you and Quan here? You're taking the Rams in that game. But what's the blowout? Yeah, what's the blowout? What's the blowout? Fifteen points or more, right? Yeah. So what you're saying they're gonna get blown out. In order what's the blowout for you to cover and then what's the bet? Uh, I'm thinking twenty seven ten. So you oh, think they wow. went so two they, touchdowns or more. Yeah. So seventeen points. So yeah. okay. Pizza. What do you say? A whole pizza, not a slice. Yeah, a whole nice. pizza. Whole pizza. I like it. All right, we can do that. I'm there, a fan. there we go. The Niners have to get blown out by 17 or more. If not, pizza's being traded somewhere there. I love it. Little extra action. Love it. Love it. Chris, appreciate you coming on, my man. We're at the end of the show. We went a little bit long. Quan, we appreciate you. But let everyone know out there where they can find you on all things social media. Always good to join you guys. Love it, man. Uh, Find me at Christian Wynn on Twitter at CWynn77 on Instagram, Christian Wynn on Facebook, and uh, all around the dial here in Vegas doing uh, the shows over on KDON as well as over at Fox Sports Radio here in Vegas. So uh, get a chance to cover all things Vegas. Good times. There we go. Chris Wynn, EMB, let them know. Go EMB underscore sports. Uh, Follow us. Follow us at... uh, Grill Across Radio, um, uh, Straight Best Sports on YouTube, and uh, let's get it. And find Ian at the pizza parlor. <laughs> find Ian picking up a large pepperoni. Shelling out some ducats for Ian's pie, baby. Yeah, there we go. That's what I'm talking about. Mo said no tacos <laughs> on the bed. The tacos are for my bed. We'll, we'll, we'll do that on another And I got a commercial before you close out. Uh, tune in tomorrow right here, Gorilla Cross, same, same channel you're watching right now, folks. Uh, 12.30, 3.30 Eastern. 1230 Pacific. Uh, we got UFC Bantamweight Tony Gravely live on the line uh, talking about his win on UFC 270. We're going to talk to him personally, even though he's a new fighter. New fighters don't really like talking about the money because it's still new money to them. And and he's not a ranked fighter right now, but we're going to talk to him about the whole uh, UFC money thing uh, and see what, see what he has to say. Big ups there. If you guys have not checked out Unnamed Sports Show and you're an MMA fan, I highly recommend that you do. They get MMA UFC fighters there all the time. It's just a good, fun show to watch, man. Trust me. It's fun. It's they, they make you laugh. It's not just about sports. They talk, which is awesome, which I love it. And our guest co-host looks a lot better than yours. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I got I to gotta agree with that. Oh, you're not talking about Josh, right? I said guest co-host. <laughs> okay, cool. Just ah. making sure. <laughs> Quan would be right about that, by the way. But once again, for Jose V, EMB, for our sponsors, Joshua LaFon. Eric Navarro, Quan59, we appreciate you. For our guest tonight, C-Win in the building. It was good to be back. COVID sucks, but take care of yourself. Wash your hands. We'll see you guys next week. Same bat channel, same bat time. Peace.